welcome to the Horgasm Podcast, the show where the serial killer isn't coming for you, you're coming for them. I'm Nick, and this is my co-host, Allie. Boo! Thank you for joining us wherever you are, and Alana. Boo! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! <laughs> okay, this is super random, but Halloween is one of my favorite words to spell. It's like, I, it's, I don't know why. When we were learning to spell it, I remember I was a obviously a kid. It's like H-A-L-L-O-W-E-E-N. And it's just fun to say. Just I think so. <laughs> the most random little bit here. <laughs> and let's do a little, little, little bit of education here. Ooh. Halloween evolved from the ancient Celtic holiday of Samhain. Mm. But over the centuries, Halloween transitioned from a pagan ritual to a day of parties, costumes, jack-o'-lanterns, and trick-or-treating, and fun for kids. Super fun for kids. I trick-or-treated. I looked young when I um, was like 17, 18, I guess. So I trick-or-treated until I was 17. Just as a side note. (laughs) I loved it. I I just, I didn't even care so much about the candy. I just loved walking around with my friends and dressing up and it was awesome. It was candy for me at first as a kid. Sure, of course it is. Now it's all about... The costumes and just the, yes. the mood, the, the horror The ambiance. Very much. The, yeah. Like, this year again, I'm going to plan, I'll bring my PS4 up here to the main floor and watch horror movies, play some scary games, and yes. people come for trick treats, I'll, hey, candy. Candy, candy. costume. Yes. Yeah. And kids love when you say that, too. Like, when I was a kid, I loved when people would be like, oh, you know, we love your costume, and I'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> Just that silent affirmation that, like, you know, that you put time into your costume, and it looks good. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of costumes, let's get right into Talking Chop. Talking Chop. What are some of your old costumes growing up? Oh, I had, well, (laughs) I talked to my mom about it, and she uh, said, well, obviously I knew for the first few years of our life, my sister and I were almost the same age, we're like, well, we're a couple years apart, um we would always be clowns because here on the prairies we have it's very it's known to snow during halloween yeah <laughs> so unfortunately you have to have a costume that can accommodate a snowsuit yeah underneath. you got to have you got to be have make sure it's it's not too bulky so you can put your snow pants on and your jacket on and gloves and toque and stay warm that's exactly it yeah, you need while, to... While in costume at the same time. While in costume. So it was perfect because the clown costumes, she would buy a few sizes too <clears> big. <throat> and so we could fit our snowsuit underneath. And the wig is perfect for hiding a toque. Yep. And the nose keeps your nose warm. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so it was just the perfect package. And then when you wear mitts, you know, clowns are known sometimes to wear gloves, like white gloves. So we'd yep. have white mittens on. And Smart. complete the look. Yep. And... Um, Growing up, obviously, I wanted to be different things. So I went a couple, I went as a salsa dancer, I think, one year. It was, I think it was grade four or five. Then I went as a vampire, which I had the little fake teeth. Nice. And I then bet. when I was in grade 11, so I went to a Catholic school. When I was in grade 11, my friend and I, we watched um, Brokeback Mountain for the first time. And loved it. <laughs> loved the message. So we were like, you know, screw that. We're going to go as... The main characters from Brokeback Mountain. That's Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. 
So we dressed up as cowboys. We took pictures like the front of the movie cover and we went <laughs> and we drew on beards and everything. We loved it. We, we binded our chest and everything. Like we went the whole way. And then of course, when we're trick or treating, we, um, like I said, grade 11, I was 17, 16, 17. And we were still going. And we, um, when people would be like, Oh, what are you? We'd be like, cowboys <laughs> we chickened out a little bit but we had so much fun it was great yeah some of my um yeah what about you oh if i remember i forget most of them i think i know i was a ninja turtle definitely for a couple years i'm sure i was a ninja uh the one one year dressed up as papa shango the, the old wrestler who oh cute he was he was this shaman guy kind of spooky and i'm yeah. like oh i want to be him so i got some makeup on i did some major searching, found like a top hat and a cloak. Mm-hmm. I had an old plastic skull that I just kind of, I um, I think I drilled holes and put like a shoelace through mm-hmm. and just kind of hung it on my neck. Sure. Because uh, like he had like a, a skull and some beads around it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that was my most ambitious costume. Oh. And I think last year I went as uh, the Green Bastard. Yeah. Trailer part voice. <laughs> that was yeah. Such a, that was fun finding all the parts that I caught you. We went to three different Halloween stores to get all the things for it. Yes. So that was fun. Last year I went as um, my friend and I, we always, well, we usually do themed costumes together. So she went as Belle and I went as Gaston. And I looked very, I loved it. I just, I like to buy things from Value Village to make costumes. Like this year I'm going to be Jason. So I went to Value Village and bought the, the like tan jacket and yeah. the the black pants and everything that I'm gonna shred and everything because you know, help the environment secondhand all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited. I'll take pictures and post them on our Instagram because yeah. I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> I think I might go as Chris Jericho's the pain maker this year. Oh. I don't have like the spiked leather jacket he right. has, but I'm gonna go try and find like uh, the hats. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. the, uh, the makeup on the face a bit, and. It's not really much else. I'll probably just throw the shirt on. and Sure. Yeah. But just, yeah. it's all about kind of just the makeup and the top hat is kind of... And that's the whole point yeah. of Halloween. I, th- I was trying... I was actually... Um, I went for a pedicure yesterday with my mother-in-law and my partner's brother's girlfriend. <laughs> and um, I was, we were talking about Halloween and dressing up. And she said, well, I don't like Halloween. I was like, oh, why? And she said that she had a bad experience with some friends one year when she was like a kid or like a, like a teenager kind of. And now it just kind of ruined it for her. So she doesn't dress up. She doesn't do anything. She's not interested in it. And I thought that that was interesting how like, like a family experience or a friend experience can kind of ruin a holiday for you. Because I know people who don't like Christmas because they're from broken families. So they yes. don't, you know, it's like in our family, like we love Christmas. Yeah. Like that's our time to get together overeat play a ton of board games and we have so much fun and so it's just it's sad that like a a bad experience for somebody can ruin a whole holiday right yeah it's sad but if it's if it's a bad enough experience that can just wreck it that's exactly it and that's exactly no interest in like like now i can't think of any examples for myself right uh, but and that's what I said. I said, I've had nothing but really good experiences on holidays, yeah. probably mostly because of family. Like we have a strong nuclear family and everything, but. Well, every big, well, almost every big holiday mm-hmm. as kids, yeah. you and your family would come over to always. my house and yeah. we'd always have 
a big meal. We would just hang out. We yeah. play video games together. We yes. do stuff. And, and that's like, I have such fond memories yeah. of like Halloween. We would stay in the city here because yeah. you lived in a small town and we lived in a city. So County's better. <laughs> I would say. I knew the places to go every year to get the Same full here. can of pops and the full oh, candy bars. bars. Yep. Not the mm-hmm. little ones, the big chocolate bars. Absolutely. And then the two places to go we knew for cans of pop. And That's exactly always, it. And they're like crush or nothing too fancy, but it's like no. almost crush orange or When year we soda. should do that here because you can get those packs from Costco that are like, you get like 48. I want to be that house. We, sh- we should be the good house that gives out the yeah. good candy. Because we live in an older area of the city. and um, We don't get a lot. We don't. We get like 20, 30 kids. But I think if we start handing out the good stuff, we're going to get out. And yeah, we could even throw, you know, we, should, we should put a sticker of orgasm. Uh, on yeah. the front door or yes. somewhere. Print out a poster. We need to do posters. We need to do posters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this week, it's not a surprise because we announced it last week, but we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Which You're is like one of your favorite movies ever. ever. It would be like Silence of the Labs, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm pretty sure, would be my top two. Nice. Good, good. Thank good you. I think mine would be... Rocky's not up there. Interesting. But I think okay. mine would be... Alien, yeah, the thing, and then kind of descends into like the the classics of, of course. Uh, uh, Evil Dead, Rocky, uh, Rocky Horror. Um, just watch the movie. <laughs> um, Friday Thirteenth, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and and those. Sure, but definitely Alien and the Thing are my top two. I think horror Fun. movies, ever, ever, ever. Fun, yeah. So with Rocky Horror, there is um, it's kind of a subculture where there's um, audience participation where. Um, like, I went 10 years ago, actually, this year, I think, I went to um, uh, this little theater that we have here in the city, and you used to do all the, there's, like, steps you do in certain scenes. Yeah, now, and I you have right them. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is in order of the film. There's not that many. Yes. But, um, so, you have to bring rice. Yeah. At the beginning of the film is the wedding of Ralph Hapshat and Betty Monroe. Mm-hmm. As newlyweds exit the church, you should throw the rice along with the on-screen wedding guests. Yes. And also we should say that as the movie plays out, we have actors or people taking part in the movie mm-hmm. in front of the screen as it goes along. So you yes. get kind of both the movie and the Broadway show yes. at the same time. Um, newspapers. When Brad and Janet are caught in the storm, Janet covers her head with a newspaper. The plain dealer. At this point, you should likewise cover your head. Yes. Uh, water pistols. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the water pistols. These are used by members of the audience to simulate the rainstorm. The rain. Brad and Janet are caught in. Uh, Candles, flashlights. During the There's a Light verse of Over at Frankenstein's Place, you should light up the theater with candles, flashlights, lighters, whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably lights. Yes. You do. Fire. Yes. Yeah, Uh, I think we, we brought lighters. Like, I remember doing this, and we brought lighters. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, rubber gloves. During and after the creation speech, Frank snaps his rubber gloves three times. Yeah. Later, Magenta pulls his gloves off his hands. You should snap your gloves in sync each time to create a fantastic sound effect. Yes. Noisemakers. At the end of the creation speech, yes. the Transylvanians respond with applause and noisemakers. You should do the same. Confetti. Mm-hmm. At the end of the Charles Atlas song, Reprise, mm-hmm. the Transylvanians throw confetti at Rocky and Frank head toward the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You should do the same. Toilet paper. 
When Dr. Scott enters the lab, Brad cries out, Great Scott! At this point, you should hurl royals of toilet paper into the air. I never got that one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, the rest of them kind of make sense. Like, like the next one you'll talk about. Like, it doesn't make sense until you... Or the hot dog one. doesn't make sense yeah. until, like, you get there. Because you're like, hot dogs? That doesn't make yeah. sense. But the toilet paper one I never got. I think just because he bursts through the wall. Sure. I, I don't know. I thought, like, maybe, like, Scotty's is, like... Isn't that a brand of toilet paper? <gasps> yes, it is. I can't maybe of that. Like, I, I was, I'm reaching. <laughs> that is probably it. Yeah. I, I think that could be... Yeah, it could be. It's, yeah, Scott. Scott yeah. Toilet paper. That makes For sense. Sure. Uh, toast. When Frank proposes a toast at dinner, members yes. of the audience throw toast into the air. <laughs> Preferably unbuttered. Things can yes. get sticky. Uh, party hat. At the dinner table, when Frank puts on a party hat, you should do the same. Bell. During the song Planet Schmanet Janet, ring the bell when Frank sings Did You Ring Did You Hear a Bell Ring? Mm-hmm. Cards. During the song I'm Going Home, Frank sings Cards for Sorrow, Cards for Pain. At this point you should shower the theater with cards. Yes. And hot dogs and prunes. Yes. It has happened on occasion that fans will throw hot dogs and prunes at their appropriate mention in the film. Mm-hmm. This should not be encouraged because <laughs> it retracts Jordan's and leaves stains on the screen. It does, yes. I get that. Yeah, we did the um, we did the toast, we did the rice, we did the cards, we did the toilet paper, we did the hot dogs. Yep. Like we did quite a few. And then the show that we went to, it's um it's encouraged to during the dance scenes, they take the lights off dim and you dance. Like the time warp. Everybody gets up and time warps. Nice. And um, like during the songs, like if there's lots of uh, like it's incur obviously encouraged to dress up because then you get used to get in for free. If you dress up, you get in for free. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, then you have to pay. Because, like, honestly, like, if you dress up, you're, like, you're putting, kind of putting on a show yep. <laughs> with the movie, right? And you so feel, you feel you're, you're a part of it. You're, that's exactly it. That's cool. So people who would dress up as Frankenfurter would get, um, would dress during the Frankenfurter songs. And people who are dressed as Magenta in Columbia would dance during the Columbia songs. And yep. Riff Raff, same thing. Not many people dress as Riff Raff, though, because... You know, when everybody else is dressed in, like, spicy little numbers, you don't want to be dressed as Igor, kind of. Yeah. So that's why, but... Speaking of riffraff, and uh, I know this is on video somewhere. <laughs> Years ago, I think he was my grade 11. 11 or 12, I forget which now year. 11 or 12 mm -hmm. of high school at uh, LCBI. For Halloween, I organized, orchestrated planned out um the uh the time warp dance yes i got a bunch of <laughs> they, they went along with it i'm surprised um to you'll be the character so i was i was riffraff mm -hmm. i think michelle was magenta okay and i think kim was columbia mm -hmm. i think i think don't don't quote me on that i could be wrong but uh if i ever end up back at lcbi because i know it's on VHS in the, oh, in the archives somewhere, and I should go and find that and copy it or get a copy. Yes. It's, it was fun. Yeah. I, I, went, I had the idea, because I know Time Warp is such a big, iconic song. Even if people Halloween. don't know Rocky Horror, they know Time Warp. They do. And uh, so I went and I rented the movie, and we watched it over and over and over to try and get get the song down. And uh, I think I ended up like, recording it 
onto like a cassette. I forget how I got the song playing. Yeah. But um, like I even choreographed a little impromptu your meetup dance. Oh. To it. <laughs> really. And and yeah, I I thought it was fun. I even went and put a, I got in front of cloak like because Riff Raff he's got the kind of the, what they start off with a hunch. Yeah. 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 Because. That's just his facade. That yeah. is like the Igor. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's such a it was fun. I'm really I'm glad I did that. Yeah. And, uh, That's and, like when we used to go to the theater to go to this, and we would dress up. We would my sister and I. We would wear corsets, and we wore underwear that said "Bang Me" on one on each <laughs> cheek, and fishnets, and like bright red lipstick, slicked back, poofed hair. Like you were from transsexual Transylvania. It was a look, and my parents <laughs> would. You know, not be super jazzed to let us out of the house. But, it, you know, it, that was the thing was it was. But when you pull up in front of the theater and everybody's dressed the same way, you just kind of like it's a culture. Right. Yeah. And and like I was telling you earlier before we started recording. Yes. You look up. There, there's a there's a, a phrase called uh, a cult phenomenon. Yes. Or a cult following. Cult following. I believe, in my opinion, you look up cult following in the dictionary, it'll show up. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Absolutely. It defined cult following. It's iconic. It is. Uh, it, it, it turned off as a play by um, uh, Richard o- O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah, the guy who played Riff Raff. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that until after you told me that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the guy who played Riff Raff, he made this whole thing up. Yeah. He's the guy behind. Wrote the book, made the theater. Yeah. Yeah. And it started off as the, the play, and it went to the movie, and they, they thought this is a good movie for the midnight crowd back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just kind of went along and got bigger and be like, hey, this is the big thing. Let's get it more mainstream. Let's play it during the during the day. Mm-hmm. And it blew up. Blew up, yeah. And, and that was because of all the people who went and saw it mm-hmm. at night. And they kept coming back. And yes. they kept coming back. And, it's uh, just, yeah. it's, I think it's so um, easy to listen to, kind of. Like, it's... Um, I don't know. Well, you know what? Let's stop talking chop and get into the movie. Okay, so we are now talking uh, talking about Rocky War after watching it. Yay! And uh, it's an amazing you, movie. <laughs> you're the expert on the movie. I, I mean, you, I'm you the are. expert in watching it. I guess I don't know. I've um. Well, tell, tell the audience of those who haven't seen it, yeah. what is Rocky Horror Picture Show? Give them a little description. Well, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is a 1975 film directed by Jim Sharman. And if I had to describe it, it would be a, a comedy horror musical about sexual liberation. <laughs> yep. In a nutshell. Yep. Right? Yeah, It's got a very um, Frankenstein feel to it. Yes. Like 100%. Well, that's uh, got to be what it's based off of, right? Well, yeah. It, it involves creation. Yes. Um, the, you know, Riff Raff kind of like has an Igor hump at first and that disappears, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but do you think it's a horror movie? Because I, I mentioned this to a friend and he's like, well, it's not a horror. I'm like, well, it has horror in its name. There is some creepiness to it. It's there, in the horror section. Yes. Throwback to our episode one, I believe, when we talked about what constitutes a horror movie. After watching it again, do I think it's a horror movie? No. It's it's categorized as a comedy, um, comedy, thriller, musical. A horror. I know it is 
Like is it? Yeah, it is. It is a core section. Interesting. But then compare this to um, the Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it's another. I love that movie. musical comedy <laughs> horror. Now it's a little more horror-ish with uh, okay. with Audrey. Audrey, the name of the yep. plant. Yep. That eats people. Hey, that's horror-ish. Yeah. Um, this has horror elements. It has supernatural elements. It yep. has science fiction elements. Double feature. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, science fiction double feature. <laughs> it's it's very. It's on the cusp of horror. Right. Like it's if there's like a fine line, it's dancing on its yes on its tiptoes. And if you watch it, don't expect it to be uh like really high quality studio production with you know like amazing acting and all that kind of stuff which i personally think it is but i actually asked my partner because i know he doesn't like it and i said why don't you like it and so i wrote down what he said and he said it's um it was a weird bad musical and the feel of the movie was just off to him and it was really it was corny as hell so I said, you know, and that's that's the thing is when people watch it, they either love it or hate it. Yep. There's never a middle ground. It's either, oh, my God, that music's amazing. I'm going to be singing the time warp for the rest of time or ugh, like that was a hard watch. Yeah, they're the, they're, I don't see anyone saying, you know, I love the musicals, but I hate the theme. I hate yeah. the, right. the whole transsexual part of it. Well, yeah. that's the main thing of the movie. Yes. It's like, uh, I love Rocky, but I hate boxing. Well, then why you watch the movie? Well, I like the character Rocky, but I hate when he boxes. That's the whole well, movie. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very iconic. It is. Uh, it's exactly when you talked about cult following. Yeah. It's it started off with nobody seeing it and only the midnight showings, and now it's like everybody knows it. And like I said, if you don't know it, you know the time warp. You know Doctor Frankenfurter. You know what he looks like. You know Tim Curry. It, it's been. Uh, parodied on countless shows everywhere uh, rob zombie even used um when he was writing and getting ready for house of a thousand corpses yeah he cited Archie horror as one of the inspirations fabulous for that movie like oh wow yeah that's so cool um yeah it's it's amazing yeah. it's i i love it i'm gonna be really biased in this <laughs> review because i love everything about it it's just for me it's a feel-good movie because of the themes and what it represented in 1975 i think is just great oh yeah it's it was a very like again we talked just before yes the the theme was yes. very 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 uh, i don't know how to explain like, it properly. different was, for uh, the time controversial yes that's what i was looking for it's very controversial and was never spoken out loud it was exactly kind of hushed and uh even like with the whole homosexuality yeah uh bisexuality Yes. And uh and transsexuality. Like it's wasn't a thing. It kind was not. Of. It was it was so That wasn't spoken about. It was so taboo it, in nineteen seventy five. Extremely. And it was just seen as very um disturbing to some yes. people who were very you know, they did not understand it. Yes. They didn't like it. Yeah. Um it, it bothered them. This is a horrible thing. I don't right. want to talk about it. But this movie does a great job at um really embracing and endorsing yes. Yes. the whole community. Yes. Um like even uh, like they have multiple rainbows. This is way before the the, the pride uh, community used the rainbow flag as their kind of their 
their symbol. Yeah. And I, yeah. you'd almost think that maybe this was the start. Sure. Someone said, hey, there's a lot of rainbows in this movie. That'd be a great symbol for pride. And yes. for the, the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Yeah. yeah. And it works. You know what? This was a great choice. And if Rocky Horror is the inspiration, well done. Yes, I agree. And I think um, the whole theme of the movie, the reason, well, just kind of randomly bump around a bit at the beginning. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. The reason he creates Rocky is because he wants somebody to love him. Yeah. And don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all kind of, you know, I mean, obviously not to go to these extremes. No. But, and Dr. Frankenfurter is very flawed as a character. But, you know, the whole reason he does this is because he just wants somebody to love him. Yeah. And he goes from female, uh, Columbia. Yeah. And then goes, finds Eddie. Eddie. And then he's like, well, that didn't work. Because those two end up falling in love. Yes. And uh, and then he made Rocky mm-hmm. using half of Eddie's brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he gets with Janet. Yeah, it, and then he gets with Brad. It's, it's very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just it. Kind of embraces that free love, love who you want, it doesn't matter sort of mentality. Yeah. 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 I loved it. (laughs) I love movies that challenge people. It's one of my favorite things. And this was Tim Curry's first leading role. He knocked out of the park. Amazing. If you watch it for no other reason than watching (laughs) Tim Curry be a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania, (laughs) that's why you should watch it. And you got uh, yeah, Meatloaf is in there too. You got as Eddie, Sue, yeah. Uh, Sue yes, you as Janet, too. yeah. And and, and um, <laughs> well, there's lots of good. Um, you're thinking of the guy who played the criminologist. Yes, yes, I'm we just talked about it. So I figured you were, but yeah, he's he's amazing. There's so I'll quickly go through the movies or the characters go through the movies. Oh my gosh. And uh, and Charles Gray as the criminologist who was. Um, Blofeld in all the Bond movies. He yeah. was the big mastermind behind um, uh, Spectre in the James Bond films. Yes. And he's in this. And he's he's the um, kind of the narrator through the whole film. You bet. But uh, during the time warp, he's up dancing. Like, he's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and even the fourth <laughs> wall breaks this movie does is yes. great. Yeah, I like the... That's one of the reasons I love Deadpool too is because I love when it breaks that fourth yeah. wall. It's very meta these days, and yeah. I love it. It's just, you know, to, you almost feel it brings you into the world of Rocky Horror. Yeah. And you embrace it. Well, I did. <laughs> Obviously, some people don't, but I did. Yeah. Well, when did you first hear about this? I... So I went to high school in the early 2000s, <laughs> and we talked about it in high school. Kind of One of my friends, I think, was really into it. And I thought, well, I don't, I've never seen this movie. Like, I've heard about it. I've never seen it. And so I remember I watched it. And within the beginning, when they do the time warp, warp and the pelvic thrusting, and then we do the, the next song is, the, like I said, the sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is where this movie's going. Because I didn't know it was such a thing. Yeah. And then I just, I watched it and I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I love it so much. And I watched it over and over and over. And it's just, oh, it's just like a part of my life. Cool. <laughs> How about you? How did you hear about I, it? I didn't try to think about it until I kind of came across it during my, you know, flip through all the horror movies, you know, VHS. Yeah. 
And that always keeps popping up. I'm like, what is this about? And I look at the cover and it's the big lips. Yes. And I didn't know what it was about. I mm-hmm. thought this movie is about a giant pair of lips that bite people or eat people. I had no <laughs> clue what it was about. I had no idea. Yeah. And then I've heard about it and I kind of got more interested and I went and rented it and watched it. I'm like, oh, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. That is way off. I was way right. off base of what this movie was about. But I think they almost um, have to trick people into watching it in probably the 70s and 80s, right? Because I don't think, um, other than the LGBTQ community, I don't think it would be a big thing. But um, I was interested, actually, we were talking about it during the credits at the end. I I don't know many men who like the movie. I think because of the themes and everything. Yes. And it's just a thing. (laughs) Even even, Brad, uh, the character in the movie, starts off, he was kind of... I would say disgusted. Yes, but, uh, he was a little. They both were. I think yeah. Janet and Brad were both like, Ooh. "Yeah, like what is this? We want out." And then they kind of kept getting pulled in deeper and deeper, and they liked it. They got and, into it. And in the beginning song that Janet and Brad sings, he talks about being like manly, and you know, oh, you know, and you know, his wife cooks real good. They're talking about the wedding, and yeah, you know, he's got such a good job and up for promotion, and just talking about men and women stereotypes. Yeah. And then they go to Dr. Frankfurter's castle and everything is just flipped on its head. Yeah. And they're opened up to this new world, sort of. of yeah. You can do whatever you want. As long yeah. as you're not hurting people, do whatever you want. It's not like people got hurt in this movie. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Just a few. We'll get into it. Yes. But, uh, that's, uh, the character. Speaking of Brad and Janet, there are yes. two leads. Yes. And then we have the narrator, like Nick said, was the criminologist. And then Tim Curry is Dr. Frankenfurter, who's in the, the other lead character, I would say. And then we have the the sub-characters, kind of the servants of Dr. Frankenfurter would be um, Riff Raff and Magenta. And Columbia is kind of in there too, um, kind of working with them. But she yeah. happens to be a fan of Dr. Frankenfurter that came to live in the castle. And, and then and we, she fell in love with him too. She right? fell in love with him, yeah. And Eddie would kind of be in that same boat. He fell in love with um, Dr. Frankenfurter and came to the castle. And then Rocky Horror is the creation that Dr. Frankenfurter makes. And then yep. we also, at the end, have Dr. Scott pop in. Yes. Yeah. Good old Dr. Scott in his wheelchair. Great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and also we have uh, Susan Sarandon plays. Janet, Janet. Weiss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. I like her. She... She did such a good job, and I was reading the trivia, and she actually, she speaks in a lot lower voice, so she had her voice be higher in this movie to be more of that, um, you know, virginal, um, like, not knowing character, yeah. sort of, to play off that sort of yeah. airheady character. Yeah. Yeah, which worked. Yep. I thought. <laughs> yeah, so... We can kind of get into talking about it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Let's start. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, it starts with a nice uh, wedding, little wedding going on. Of, uh, I think they're friends of Brad and Jen. Yes. Yeah. They're um. They're must. I think they're good friends. They seem I think to they're, be... they're like colleagues at the school because yes. they kind of Brad and this other guy seem pretty pretty familiar with each other. Yes. And uh, I haven't seen this movie for a long time. Yeah. Ever since I think I first really rented it. And right away I noticed, okay, there's Tim Curry, and there's the, the antagonists at the church. like um, In the background, yeah. sort of, when they're taking a picture. 
There's uh, Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenfurter with no makeup on or anything yeah, in the background. He's, he's a reverend there who kind of married him off. And you bet. It's, it kind of kicks off. Because this is also, like, it's a musical. So we yes. get our first song. And uh, it comes around. It's, it's Damn It, Janet. Yes. Which is a good. I like One of my favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, Janet's kind of pushing Brad. You know, there was a wedding. We should get married. And finally, he caves. Or he must have had plaques. He had the ring with him. He had the ring, yeah. And so we get a little song with them of him creating their love for each other. And uh, yeah. They're... But it's interesting. And I kind of went watching it this time. They're the main lines are damn it janet is what brad says yeah. and janet says i'm mad yeah I, and, I caught that too yeah and it's interesting as the movie progresses where they're like cheating on each other and getting mad at each other and everything it's it's almost a foreshadow i think the song yeah. for what's to come and for you know damn it janet, janet is kind of him referring you know you keep pushing me fine yes. damn it yes i'll marry you and her yes. is like I'm mad because I have to force you and push you to pop the question. Right. And the actual lyrics go as like, damn it, Janet, I love you. And then she goes, I'm mad for you, Brad. But it stops. It's damn it, Janet, I love you. And she goes, I'm mad for you, Brad. And it's just, it stops. And even when you put on the subtitles, it isolates yep. those parts. Yep. So I just thought it was really interesting foreshadow. And <laughs> Thinking now, it's very similar to an old uh, Buffy episode, sure. Once More Feeling, when um, uh, Xander and Anya do a little duet where they're they're you know they're planning to get married and they both have their uh, reservations about this whole marriage. Okay. And now I'm just thinking there's a huge um, parallel between the two. Mm -hmm. So go watch Buffy. Fun. Um, yeah, I haven't watched <laughs> Buffy. Sounds good. <laughs> Such, I love that show. Such a good show. So after the church and all the singing, um, they Janet and Brad are driving in the rain. The rain starts to get really bad, and they get to a dead end. Yeah, they're off to go see uh, Dr. Dr. Scott, Scott yeah. who introduced them, I guess, is the thing. Like, they met in their class, in his class. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's the whole thing. They want to go and thank him, I guess, which is a thing. I sure, don't know. Sure, So they're driving. They pop a tire, and then they see a castle a little bit back. So they decide they're going to walk to the castle and um, see if they can use a phone or stay the night or something. Yes. So um, they get to the castle. They have a song while they're walking about the rain, and there's a light in the distance. And this is one of the parts where you light the match or yeah. the, the lighter or whatever. And you have the newspaper on your head. Yeah, you yeah. betcha. Probably a fire hazard, but that's okay. Yeah. So then they arrive at the castle and ring the weird doorbell. It's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It's so cool. And then um, Riff Raff answers and gives my, my fa one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. He opens the door and goes, hello. <laughs> like, it's so creepy how he does it. His accent in this voice. is amazing. It's it's very sinister. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. Him and, and Magenta, their voices are so creepy. Her, hers sounds more European, like Austrian yeah. kind of. Yeah. And like, it's very from, deep. Yes. It's just, I guess that's where Transylvania, there is no Transylvania in the world, but right. it's always been in all the uh, fictional books. It's kind of in Europe somewhere. It is, yeah. It's kind so. of like Romania, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of sort of, I think, where it's supposed to be based around. Yeah. But um, it's also nice, the um, contrast between Magenta's voice and um, Columbia's voice, because Columbia's got a very high-pitched voice. And again, watching this again, 
I picked up a lot of Harley Quinn. Yes. You know, in Columbia. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing, again, when they created the Harley Quinn character, they must have watched or got the, an idea. Mm -hmm. Or even the actress who did, because she was first in the uh, the cartoon. That's where she was introduced. Right. And they gave her that kind of high-pitched kind of... Nasally yeah. voice. Um, and it worked. And that's a good you know, voice for the character. I think it was Tara Strong who did the voice for her originally, I think. I yes. Think. And, um, yeah, it... Columbia's voice is very pitched and not similar to um, Riff Raff or Magenta or even uh, uh, Frankenfurter. Yeah, I agree. It's the, the different voices are so cool. I, I think that it adds contrast to the show. And it's almost um, the similarity between um, Riff Raff and Magenta adds um, and the difference in Columbia. It's almost like it shows the difference in species that they are, yeah. kind of. You know, it shows that they're different. Same with Dr. Frankenfurt. He's got that very deep voice. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like that about it. So after we arrive to the castle and he does his really cool hello, we almost jump, jump, haha, right into the time warp. <laughs> I love this song. It's just probably the most iconic <sighs> of the entire It's such franchise. a good Everything. scene. Yes, with all the people in it and everything. Oh. And, very, and very foreshadowing, too. Yes. Of, of what's going to happen you know, down in the rest of the movie. Yes. And uh, So if anybody doesn't know the time warp, I'll just say it real quick. So it's just a jump to the left, and then a step to the right, with your hands on your hips. We're doing it right now, in case you're not wondering. <laughs> and bring your knees in tight, but it's a pelvic thrust that really drives you insane. Let's do the time warp again. Yeah, so everybody obviously has heard it. It's uh, it's it's my everything. I, I love it. <laughs> I do too. I can't sing, so I didn't join in. But uh, oh yeah, obviously my, I have the voice of an angel, as well, you guys can. It's better than me. <laughs> but I love this song. I I, I find it's, it's fun. It's yes, very, it's such a good way to open the movie. Hey. It does, and it really sets the tone. It they, does because. Uh, um, they talk about, uh, talks about uh, voyeuristic uh, tendencies and later on you see her yes. watching some interesting things going on with Brad and Janet and Dr. Frankfurter. Yes. And, uh, yes. And even her and Columbia are kind of uh, eavesdropping with uh, Rocky and Janet. Um, yes. It, it really just kind of sets, sets the mood right away for yes. what you're about to watch. From this like depressing, rainy, sad sort of goings on to this like party yeah like there's a huge party going on and and it's you can tell you can get the idea from uh, for the characters for brown janet because janet keeps fainting yes from from <laughs> all what's being said and um and the movements yes <laughs> and and brad he he tries to be polite yes and you know he always takes his hand out to shake you know i'm 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 brad major yes nice to meet you and no one will shake his hand yeah they look at it like he's crazy yeah <laughs> Like he's trying to, you know, well, you guys are all crazy fine, but hey, there here's me. I'm I'm sane. Look at me. Yes. You know, I'm I'm normal. I'm trying to you know, bring some normalcy to the situation. Yes, yes, when it's never gonna happen. No. And so right after the time warp and they all fold down at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as the time warp's done, um, there's a little bit of talking and then the elevator drops down and this is when we meet Dr. Frankfurter. Yes. And he does 
my favorite song that I've already talked about twice in this episode, the um, Sweet Transvestite from Transsexual Transylvania. Yeah. And this is when Janet and Brad, they're both looking at each other, like repeatedly, like, where are we? Because they're, like, it seems to represent, like, the culture that was happening in the 70s almost of all these tight, like, you know, oh, you know, we're, we're fine, we're normal yes. in quotations uptight, they uptight. Don't want to, um, they're, they're very vanilla yes and tim curry comes out with full face of makeup corset on little tiny underwear fishnets heels yeah and they're like what even is this person <laughs> like it's nothing that i don't think they've had ever experienced before no. so he does his number to introduce us to him and oh, his dancing is fabulous yeah and I love everything about it. <laughs> and after that, he's like, okay, you know, did my little number. Let's go to my lab. There's, you know, it's a very special night. Something's happening. You're going to figure it out. So Magenta strips Brad and Janet of their clothing. So Janet's just in her um, bra underwear. Yeah. And then she's got a little skirt slip on yes, top. Yeah. And then <laughs> Brad just has his underwear on. Covers decency. And so up we go to... Dr. Frankenfurter's lab. And this is um, when Rocky's born. Yes. Created. Finished. Yes. So you know, we see him kind of in this tank, um, just kind of hanging out there, uh, wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah, like a mummy. And again, this is very Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, you got uh, Riff Raff kind of manning all the uh, controls and all that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a good classic horror feel with yes. the, the Frankenstein callback. Yeah. So. And so they're, it's like they were waiting for the lightning or something, sort of very, again, Frankenstein-esque. And they're injecting rainbow colors into Rocky's tank that yeah. he's laying in, suspended in. And then once that happens, he comes to life and they rip all the bandages off of him and he's this blonde hair, blue-eyed, completely muscly, ripped dude in gold underwear. Yep. Yep. And he's not really sure about Dr. Frank yet. Kind of, he he's does a sure song. Anything. Where, yeah, he's not, he's kind he's, of. He's just got blonde. Yeah, he's just, he's he's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so his musical number when he's born is he's, cha he's running away from Dr. Frank. And um, who just created him to have somebody to love him. And um, then after that, after his song, um, the the we hear a revving kind of, and Eddie, who's played by Meatloaf, breaks through the wall, and does this amazing number. I remember the wall. It was like uh, a storage. Yeah, it was. He was in a deep freeze. It was, yeah, it's like cold storage. And it looked like he's bleeding from the forehead. He's got a big gash on his forehead, and his clothing's ripped and everything. And so we are not really sure what happens. Columbia is just so excited oh, to see she's, him. She's like, because yeah. that's her, that's her bae. That's been in the deep freeze. So obviously she mustn't have. She probably didn't know or she was told, but. Yeah. He's gone. She right. was told that he's gone. Get over it. Yes, exactly. And so he, um, he drives around on his motorcycle and does a really good number about Columbia. So I've read that the song was actually about Columbia, about how much he misses her and loves her and. And then uh, after his song's done, you can see the, the jealousy in yes. uh, Frankenfurter's kind of getting oh, worse. Oh, he's mad, and, worse. and he's also worried because 
later on we find out that he took half of Eddie's brain and put it into Rocky, Rocky yeah. to uh, hopefully encourage Rocky to love, love him. Yeah, Frankenfurt. And I think he was worried that uh, it'll be influential on Rocky yes. and it'll be the same result as before. Yes, exactly. So he picks up a pickaxe, pickaxe. and, and he's, he's terrified. He runs yes. back in the freezer and Rocky just kills him. Yeah. Stabs him with a pickaxe repeatedly. And you hear, you hear Eddie kind of screaming and groaning and yeah. dying. Yes. And then Columbia's just screaming. She's so aghast Upset. of what's happening. Yeah. And um, so then Dr. Frankenfurter walks out and Magenta grabs his gloves and he's like, all right, time for bed. Party's over. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so um, Magenta and Riff Raff throw Brad and Janet into separate rooms. And um, as soon as Janet's in bed, she's just sleeping there, hanging out. And then Brad, in quotations, comes into her room and he's like, oh, Janet, this place, it's crazy. It's, I don't know what's doing to us, you know, and starts kissing her. And she's like, oh, Brad, oh, you know, we should wait, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes to touch his hair and it's Dr. Frankenfurter. Dr. Frankenfurter snuggling to be Brad. as Brad. To have his way with Janet. Yes. And there's a small illusion of rape to it. Yes. Uh, but it's more he kind of convinces her, hey, why not, you know, give yes. it a try. Yeah. You, you, know, you, you, might, you, you know, there's you some part of you that likes it. And yes. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, you know, um, I forget what she says. It's not stop. She's like, wait. Oh, wait. Like, yeah. Wait. Oh, I mean, stop. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, well, okay, but don't tell Brad. Yeah. And then they have a little canoodle session. Oh, do they ever. And and then we flip to... There's a small scene where uh, Rocky escapes from his yes. little containment center. Because Riff Raff's kind of picking on him. So Rocky escapes. And then we clip to Brad's room. And Janet, in quotations, <laughs> comes in and does... It's exactly word for word the same scene that happened to Janet. And it's so cool. I like, I like yes. that. Oh, it's just a, a mirror. That's exactly what it. Happened. Yeah, and Janet's room also. It's the same room, even. Yeah. I'm sure on the set they just, use the same room. Different, different lighting. Janet's is red slash pink, and Brad's room is blue, which is, you know, right, for the boy and girl. girl. Yep. And so the exact same scene with Dr. Frank happens with Brad, which kind of plays into his, um, like, bisexual, pansexual sort of f- flavor that yeah. he is. He doesn't care. He, he just, just he just wants he just wants yeah he just wants to get it on yeah. basically and so Janet's really upset and so she leaves from what happened transpired so she leaves her room and runs to Dr. Frank's lab again and she's looking on the monitor and she sees Dr. Frank smoking a cigarette <laughs> no it's Brad and, Brad smoking a cigarette oh yeah and Dr. Frank is just laying on his bed he's, he's like, like, yes you're yeah. right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and, and she, she hears uh, whimpering and she finds Rocky hidden underneath yeah. the blanket. In his she... little cell that he was born in, I guess, a little yeah. rainbow thing. And uh, we get a little, little musical with uh, Rocky and Janet. <sighs> and Janet's at My first, favorite song. Because when Rocky gets born, you know, Janet's like, I don't, I don't like, like muscular men. Yeah. I, like I don't him. like muscles. And, and, and uh, Brad's like, yeah. Then after, at the end of the whole, right before bedtime, he's like, I like men with muscles. And <laughs> Brad's and, like, wait a second. Hey, no. Damn it, <laughs> Good so, throwback. Good throwback. 
<laughs> so Rocky and Janet kind of be a little canoodling session going on themselves. And the song is Touch Me, and it's just my favorite song. It's like, the, the lyrics are like, touch a touch a touch a touch me, I wanna be dirty. Yeah. And it just shows almost this transformation of Janet being this prude, straight-laced girl into being this, like, open... Overly sexual. Yes. Uh, I, I want it. Yes. I, I, I mean, just touch I, me, feel me. She, like, pulls Rocky's hands under boobs and, like, like, just touch me. Like, I just want you. Yeah. And as opposed to her being very, yeah, when she first came and fainting at the sight of Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it shows this evolution towards the end of the movie. Or it's almost not evolution, but just, um, it was in her the whole time. She yes. just, the, the door was open. Yes. And, and showed what they really were. Yeah. Or what, yeah. She, what she really wanted. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, after that, uh, Frankenfurter kind of goes and investigates how, um, Rocky got out. Yeah. He's whipping poor Riff Raff. Yes. And, uh, uh, they find out that there's a guest. At Do- the gate. Dr. Scott Do- just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Dr. Scott. So, uh, old Frank Furter's like, well, let's invite him in. So he pulls this lever and uh, I, I think it's like a magnet or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you get to see uh, what looks like the, one of the funnest ride ever. Right? His, his I can't believe goes, they didn't make a roller coaster or something out of this. Like yeah. a Disneyland ride. It's just, you know, Dr. Scott in his wheelchair going up these stairs, going around the whole um, mansion. Yes. Castle. <laughs> and he goes, because he also, during uh, Janet and um, uh, Rocky's little lovemaking, you have Magenta and Columbia kind of watching, watching and uh, you know, doing their nails. And, just... and then they interrupt and sing it to each other. Columbia's yes. like, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. Yeah. And uh, so the doctor goes around down there like, yes. what the, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he bursts, bursts through the wall. Yes. And uh, also um, Brad is there too. He's like, great Scott. Great Scott. <laughs> he just bursts through. It That always reminds me of Back to the Future. Like you can't yes. not let it. Right? You can't make it have that say great Scott and not think of Back to the Future. <laughs> and when that happens, there's a gasp. And Dr. Frankenfurter hears the gasp from the tank. And so he walks over and pulls the, the top cover down. And there's Janet with seemingly no clothes on, just holding the red blanket up over her decency. And Rocky, same thing, holding it up over yeah. his bottom. And this is one of my favorite parts of the this movie. This is funny. I like this. They just go back and forth. It's Janet. Brad. Janet. Rock. Great. Uh, Dr. Scott. Not. Rocky. Yeah. And Rocky, <laughs> and Rocky just, just stares. He, he just kind of glares what, at We were at, talking uh, about yeah. after... Um, Dr. Frank, yeah, okay. yeah, um, and uh, um, Rocky doesn't talk during the normal, like, talking scenes. He only talks when he sings. Yep. So he sings, but he never talks. It's a cool dynamic. Very cool. That's very cool. And you know what? It does make sense, because I think the almost the same can be said for Eddie's character. Absolutely. I don't think he speaks, besides, you know, screaming no. I also don't think he has much of a chance. No. <laughs> But, that, but it's also half of Eddie's brain. So that's exactly it. That's a good little. Oh, I never thought of it that that's way. Good relation, you know, yeah. Eddie just kind of he just really sings, and so does Rocky. Yes. And uh, yeah, so there's a bit of uh, little. Uh, it's a funny scene. It's hilarious. It it's adds nice. to the camp of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so after that, then Magenta walks in through this hole that <laughs> Doctor Scott created and bangs a gong, and she just goes dinner time and everybody's like 
okay, guess we're eating now after this awkward scene of everybody just standing there. Yeah, you can tell that uh, Frankfurter's just Ripped. livid. Yeah, he's livid so mad. Rocky object. I think he's blaming Janet yeah. for seducing Rocky instead of being with him. Yeah, which is interesting because he literally just finished being with Brad and Janet. Yes. Yeah, but that almost shows the flaws in Dr. Frank's character of how possessive he is. Very. Like, yeah. I can have you. But you can't have anybody else. Yeah. And I can have whoever I want. But, but you're you mine. Can't. Yeah, you're just mine. You're just mine. Which is, you know, it probably plays into that issue he had with Columbia and Eddie, right? That yes. he had these playthings, and then the playthings fall in love. And what do you do? Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. Yes. I guess. But yeah, so we're in a dinner scene. Dinner time. And uh, everyone's... Uh, Riff Rock comes up with this big punk of meat and kind of starts... <laughs> He hands um, uh, Frankenfurger like a uh, cleaver, uh, electric cleaver. And the, yeah, an electric knife that like is in all like the. I always think of that. Uh, what's the Griswolds? The, um, you know, with uh, the Griswolds, and they do the turkey carving. Uh, National Lampoon. There vacation. you go. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yes, that one. And it's the same sort of electric knifey yeah. thing. And <laughs> just just tossing like slabs of of meat on people's plates. And just, like, dumping wine all over plates. That's funny. <laughs> I like, like, Riff like, just pouring, like, sploosh, sploosh, whatever. Yes. And, uh, I, I miss, I must have missed a little part, because, uh, um, Frankfurter says something. Because mm-hmm. Dr. Scott comes looking, he came here for a reason to looking for his, uh, nephew, Eddie. Right. And, uh, which we just kind of find out now, and he's explaining, you know, why he left. Has a little bit of a song dance with it. Yes. But um, uh, Frank says that he's deceased or he's being digested or something. Yes. And uh, Columbia kind of picks up right away and she just Oh, you know what he says? That moment was very tender. Ah, yes. As he's eating. Yes. And everybody looks at their plate horrified and drops their forks and knives. Except Rocky. He's like, food. And and, uh, yeah, Columbia just leaves and she's the door. He's like, I'll be, uh, excuse me. And yes. walks out, closes the door, and just cries. And yes. Just, screams. Yes. Ugh, poor thing. And uh, there's a little more you'll talk about. There's a song about uh, about Eddie. Yeah. And um, Frank Fitter's like, oh yeah, well, he's right here. And rips the tablecloth away, and there's the dissected... Uh, it's like... What's left over is yeah. body. Like half of a face, and... Like half his, of a leg. And his guts are showing. Oof. And it's very, it's heavily implied that that was what people were eating. They were yes. eating Eddie. Eddie. And they, I was actually reading the trivia and they said that the actors, except for um, Tim Curry, didn't know that the, what was underneath the tablecloth. So when he did that, that was an actual look of shock on their yes. face. There, there was, I think it was three of them. Tim Curry. Yes. Um, meatloaf. Mm-hmm. And I forget the third one. Yes. But the act, the other actors didn't know, yeah. so they were like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah. And they mean today, like the the actual meatloaf zombie esque thing underneath the table. It's not super realistic, no. but for the time, it's a it's, good shock. It's a good. It is. It's shocking. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like you kind of aren't expecting it. Even the viewer no. isn't expecting it to have like to be that sadistic. To then assuming Columbia was in the room, which I don't think she was at this point, was she? No, she left. So to show that to he would you would assume Columbia would be there. Dr. Scott would be there. Yeah. You know? To show family and lovers. Oh, by the way, here's your half eaten friend, lover, family member. 
And also, uh, a little bit of trivia too, uh, one one part when uh, Brad is talking, he slaps his hand down on yes. his chair, and I guess Susan Sarandon's hand was underneath, and he smacked it, and you can see her visibly react. Yes. Like, ow, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. <laughs> it's a shortcut, but it's, it's kind of funny how yes. that ended up. And so after their shock, of course, Janet runs into Rocky's arms, not Brad. And this drives Dr. Frank crazy. Yeah. So then we do a song where he's chasing Janet back to their lab. Yeah. And so when they get back to the lab, Dr. Frank pulls a switch on the wall and they all get Dr. Scott, Janet, and Brad all get glued to the spot. Yeah, they get stuck. They get stuck. And uh, the smart Dr. Scott, he kind of figures it out. He's the smart. He's like probably the smartest one. Him yes. and Frank are the smartest ones there. Yes. And uh, oh, it's some sort of audio vibration defibrillator doohickey mabob and uh is like that's correct doctor mm -hmm. and uh yeah. and then one by one um everybody is turned to stone with the, the medusa the medusa level. yeah so and, we and, and it's funny because mm -hmm. they're also when they turn to stone they're naked yes they so are so they have yes. like full except the doctor the, the doctor in the wheelchair just has like a cloth cloth over him yeah and uh, even Columbia kind of shows up, and yeah. she's explaining how I loved you, you loved me, and then you left me for Eddie, and I fell in love with Eddie, and then you left Eddie, and I got Rocky, and she's like, well, which should I be, me or Rocky, and kind of puts her hands on her hips, and uh, he's like, oh, well, whatever, don't <laughs> switch, and she gets turned to stone, too. Yes. And then yeah. Rocky pops in, and he's like, just standing up there posing. Yeah. He's just he hanging just out. Poses. Yeah, and so they just flip him into stone too. So um, Dr. Frank says, okay, you know, we're ready for the main stage. We're ready for the production and everything. So we see a quick cut to um, he's putting makeup on the stone figures. Yeah. And he's got a mask on himself and everything, getting ready for his big production. And so... We see the figures being placed, like, on the stage. So there's um, Janet, Brad, Dr. Scott, Columbia, and Rocky. They all have um, corsets and underwear, fishnets, and heels on. They're all almost, like, uh, similar to um, Dr. Frankenfurt. Yes, what, his, he was, his, what he's been wearing. Yeah, the leather and lace and all that. And their faces are painted white with, like, really dramatic, like, blue eyeshadow and... Like red lipstick. Red, like, it's, like, it's very... It's like a circle he almost drew on their yeah. face. Yeah. And so they all take turns singing, and um, one by one, they're turned from stone into humans yeah, again. The, the D-Medusa lover. Yes. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and they're singing, actually, about how they've gone through this sort of transformation from where they've been to where they are now. And how it's opened up these doors and how they're feeling different. And they say, like, they can't explain why they're feeling different, but they do yeah. feel different. And um, after that, uh, they all jump into a pool. Oh, Dr. Frank is shown, kind of. And he jumps into a pool. We see that there's a pool on the stage. Yeah. And so he jumps in and all the, um, the other five people jump in too. No, they're just the four. Janet, Brad, Columbia, and Rocky. Dr. Scott is still Yeah, he can't swim. Stone. Oh no, he's not stone. He got he got turned 
back and he has the yeah, heels he, and everything. He gets, and yeah, he gets turned back last. Doing yeah. the can-can behind them. Yeah. And yeah, they all jump in the pool and have a little pool kind of splashy, kissy orgy, which is what's implied. Yeah, it's simulated that it's supposed to be an orgy, which yeah. you obviously can't show. So that's what is implied is happening. Yeah. So then Frank comes out and he sings, um, uh, he sees Riff Raff and Magenta. Yeah. And they're not dressed the same. Magenta's got like a bride of Frankenstein hairdo yes, going on. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. And uh, and Riffraff's got his kind of long hair and a, like a top knot. Yes. And uh, they got these kind of space suit kind of things on. It's kind of like uh, like Dragon Ball Z, like the Saiyan armor. Yeah. I want to compare it to. Yeah. And uh, they come out and um, kind of accuse uh, Dr. Frankenfurter yeah. that... Uh, your your mission has failed. Your plans failed. I'm the commander now. Yeah, I'm in charge. And uh, Frankfurter is like, well, no. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, no, it's you failed. It's over. Uh, we're going back home. Yeah, we're going home. Back to uh, transsexual in the Transylvania system. <laughs> and uh, so, so Frankfurter he gets mm -hmm. his one last big number. Yes, it's kind of in his mind. He's implied he's being finally accepted. Um, he's. There's all like there's a, all the audience is empty. There's no yes. one there. All the seats are empty, but he sees everyone, kind of, materialize into there. Yes. And he's doing this big song and dance and his big kind of, last hurrah. And I read. Um, I was looking up Doctor Frankenfurter on the Rocky Horror Picture Show Wikipedia, <laughs> that this last song it's titled "I'm Going Home," and it's actually a bid for him to convince magenta and riffraff that he's changed and like oh totally my bad all um I'll, I, you know i've changed let's you know we'll all go home together yeah and uh yeah, riffraff because you you've misunderstood there exactly only magenta and i are going home it brings out uh this um it's like the, the it's end an of a antimatter laser but but it's because you remember at the beginning he's in the 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 look of the uh, pitchfork man. The yes, painting. yes, yes, yes. So I always took that the pitchfork was the gun the whole time. Interesting. I and didn't even pick up on that. I did. As soon as I'm like, oh, it's, like it's like a pitchfork end. Yeah. And, uh, it's like a gun. And so uh, he's, nope, we're going to uh, kill you. And I was like, you, you're not going to kill them? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, Columbia shrieks out and she gets shot. And yes. she dies. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of Chase, not chase, they kind of stalk uh, Frankenfurter, and he climbs up the uh, the curtain. He gets shot. He falls down dead. Yeah. Rocky freaks out. He yes. kind of realizes, oh, I like this guy. You know, I yeah. killed him. It's it's over. And uh, he picks him up, and they're trying to shoot at uh, Rocky. And yes. He he's, he's, he's kind of bouncing off him. Yes. And uh, he ends up climbing this one. I don't know, was a ladder, a tower. Something. It's like a towery like thing. Yeah. And it's very King Kong-ish. Yeah. How he just kind of bringing uh, Frankenfurter with him. <laughs> yeah, actually like turns around and goes like, yeah. or something like that. Swats, swats away and then he grabs uh, Frankenfurter's arm, puts around him and climbs a little farther up. Yeah. And uh, he gets shot and they all, they, him and Frankenfurter fall into the pool. Yes. And he's and just they're, they're dead. They're floating. Really, yeah. 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 And it's, and I think because it probably wasn't clear because we weren't clear on it. It says, um, Janet yells, you, you've killed them all. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, he is dead. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Scott kind of, you know what? 
good job. Yeah, good I, for you. I, I agree with what you've you've done. All here. these people you've killed. Yeah, this, yeah. He was for the best. And either Janet or Brad, I forget which one is like. But they killed Eddie. Like he was your nephew, and he's like, well, maybe it was for the best. Yeah. And it's like, oof, <laughs> yikes. So. So yeah, and uh, basically, uh, Riff Raff and Magenta tell him, well, if you're gonna leave, better leave now, because we're going back to our planet, transsexual. In the Transylvania system. Yes. And so you see um, uh, Dr. Scott, Brad and Janet kind of run out of the, of the building mm-hmm. just as it dis- uh, dematerializes. Yes. And it goes back to their home planet. Their home planet. And uh, you see them in like this bunch of fog and they're all clothes are tattered and they're kind of yes. got ash on them. And Janet's trying to crawl over to Brad. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of... That's kind of how it ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. And it ends in the same way that it begins with um, these big pair of red lips, which are actually Magenta's lips, singing science fiction double feature. Yep. And that's the end. That's the end of Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's it's such a good movie. (laughs) It's so good. I might actually watch it again tonight because I want to watch it without making notes. I make notes for every episode and I'm like, I was like, I'm only doing minimal notes because I do know the movie. And I still made it like a page and a half and I'm like, "Ah, gotta watch it again. (laughs) So then, Uh, what would you rate Rocky Horror Picture Show, Alana? I can guess what it is. I know, but I want to be critical because I said I would not give a movie five unless it really scared me. Obviously, I'm not scared by this, so we'll go 4.5. That's a good number. Because I love it so much. It's everything that... I personally, as a human, love. It's like LGBTQ friendly. It's got a great theme. It's about, you know, oppression and opening up and being yourself, I think. And um, sometimes it's not an all bad, not a bad thing. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, this one was extreme where everybody, well, almost everybody dies. <laughs> but I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a good message. It's, you know, I love campy things. That's why I love Friday the I do 13th. Too. I do too. So I love the camp to it. The, like, overacting sometimes, the singing, I love musicals. It's so many things that check boxes on my list of things that make a good movie. And so, yeah, 4.5. Nice. And how about you? I'm, I have to break it up into two different ratings here. Do it. Um, I'm giving it a 4 for being a great movie. Right. A great cultural movie. Um, again, Tim Curry killed it. I don't killed think it. If, if Tim Curry was not... In the title role as Frankenfurter, it would not have been as good. I agree. It uh, wouldn't no, have been the movie it was. Mick, Mick Jagger was hoping to be Frankenfurter. It wouldn't have been the same movie. No. Not I at agree all. with you. Um, for its message, for its theme, it's a 4, 4.5. Agreed. For a horror movie, it's a 3. Yeah. Because it's not a tradition. It's Like I said, when it comes to the, the line of a horror movie, it's very tiptoe on... Is it a horror movie? Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, altogether, I give this a 3.5. Perfect. Just, That's fair. It's, it's I think a, anybody else watching it would not give it as high of a rating. And I started this movie or this podcast saying that I was biased. Yeah. So I'm going to stick and to my guns. <laughs> I, can, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen this movie for a good long while, but right. it's got such a huge impact yes. on the horror community. I agree. And even just, it's a Halloween movie. Yes. Uh, it's, it's shown all around the world. Around the Halloween for midnight showing. Yes. In Germany, at this one museum, it's, it's a theater. Mm-hmm. They played this movie. They have played this movie since I think 1977. Yes. Every every other, every week or every other week. Yes. 
and you get a Rocky Horror Picture Show little little bag thing to go along with the movie, mm-hmm. which is I think you know you throw like the biscuit or the toast yes. and all that, and for this to be going on for oh, thirty two years, over thirty or thirty forty two years, it's almost almost forty. Are we in twenty nineteen? Yes. So seventy seven to twenty nineteen. So it's it's over forty. Yeah, forty two. So for over forty years, yeah. they've been playing this movie. Mm-hmm. Name a movie that's been played religiously for forty years. It holds I'll the wait. record for the longest. Yeah. In theater. It has. Time. It's, yeah. it's got such an an impact. It does. And again, going back to the 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 pride flag. Yes. It's a rainbow. It's a, a few like even when the when the castle disappears, there's a yes. rainbow above the castle. Exactly. Off to transsexual planet. Yeah. It just it works. Yeah. And it's very um, iconic. I agree. Such so a, so such I, I a give it, if it was more horror related, if it was more gore, more more scares, it would yes. have been a higher rating. But uh, being as it is, it's a great movie. Yes. I, I encourage everyone to check it out. Yeah. Whether you like the theme or not. If you don't like musicals, give it a try. Yes. You'll, you'll, so, at least one character you will like. Yes. It'll be Brad or Doctor or... Uh, I like I personally, I love Riff Raff. Yeah. The, the kind of uh, Igor character. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just drawn to that character. I find yeah. him very exciting and cool. He and is. Fun to watch. He's an interesting character. He's one of my favorites. I love Dr. Frankenfurter and I always will. He's just the over-the-top of him and being such a flawed character I love flawed characters I think they have depth yep. and that's why I loved him as a character cool. yeah so then what about Ichabod's kill of the flick. flick well there weren't too many kills in this movie yeah but we thought and we consulted with Ichabod that the kill of the flick had to be Eddie because yeah. it's the only one that's really graphic and the other ones related exactly yeah and to not only have him be killed so graphically but to also have the aftermath shown of them eating him yes. and him in the coffin with like pieces of him missing and everything i think that really adds like, to the kill he's like the most impactful it is death in the film yes so so yeah that was rocky horror picture show that was rocky horror picture show i mean i've seen him for a while but Watch it again. So fun. I like it. It's a good movie. Yes. And um, next week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, we were contacted by an independent filmmaker who has a film called Callus that they're going to um, send us. And we're going to talk about next it's week. Getting, when is it getting released? When is it getting released? Yeah, on Halloween. It, on Halloween. Yeah. October 30th. Today. <laughs> it's being... <laughs> It's being released, so um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, yeah, and he's going to... We'll talk about it more next week when we, yeah, we get the press kit and everything. We're getting an advanced showing of this whoop, for whoop. the podcast, which is so cool. Yeah, and we'll let you guys know what we think we're of We're going to go into it and yes. uh, be very in-depth, a little more in-depth for this one. Yes. Uh, we're going to try not to go too spoilerish, but... Interview will be spoilers involved. You betcha. But we also really want to, um, from what we've been told so far, we want to really emphasize how it all came together. Yes. Um, the the message the director wanted to uh, really convey, convey, mm-hmm. and uh, just how much like all already went into the the development, the, yes. the filming, exactly. And yeah, we'll. I I'm excited to see this movie. I'm this, super excited. The trailer looks really cool. Really good. Yeah. It's gonna be a creepy. fun ride. Yeah. <laughs>
Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we did. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe to us. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, and Twitter at Gasm Whore. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, like our one next week, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you and plenty of orgasms for you to experience. Bye!